0: Hello, welcome to another McLaren fans podcast. Uh, this week, um, it's the British Grand Prix. And joining us as always is Sarah Merritt. Say hello, Sarah.
1: Hello, Sarah.
0: And uh, longtime fan and special guest host, Mark. He's back again. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Not bad, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good.
1: A friend That's
0: friend great. of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. How many, how many <laughs> times you. have you been on more than John Leonard now?
1: Uh
2: plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Enough to annoy him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um I think I'm just gonna I've got two points today that I've got on my agenda, as well as all the other stuff. My first point is gonna be. Was that the best race of the season? And my second point is going to be that we'll discuss a bit later on. Is is that the end of Daniel Ricciardo McLaren? So, yes and no. Okay, uh, and that's it for the podcast for this week. Join <laughs> <That's laughs> us next week for Austria, where we hope to actually make it five minutes long. <laughs> All right. right.
2: Yes. But, yes, and I hope not. let will give us some this. Okay.
0: All right. So let's talk about the race weekend. Um, first thing I'm going to say is that uh, I don't think any of us actually went to the race this weekend, did we? Um,
1: no, I, was gonna, I was going to go on Saturday um, and I cancelled at the last minute because I've got a problem with my eye at the moment and I didn't want to go through all of that. So, um, so yeah, my hospitality awaits next year.
2: Good, good.
0: I, I think this is the first one I've missed in about 12 years apart from the ones that were COVID, where you couldn't go, of at least getting to a Friday practice session or slightly qualifying before. Um, And and even in some cases, being there the whole weekend. But it felt really weird, not actually even just being there, soaking up the atmosphere a little bit and kind of taking it in.
1: (laughs) And I think soaking is the right word to use because... I was gutted not to be there. I was enjoying looking at tweets from friends, feeling a bit envious. And then it pissed it down. And I thought, hallelujah, I'm not in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not camping in a tent in the rain. Well, and you know, uh, that redeemed it all for me.
0: Yeah, I could always um, deploy the the, uh, the bat cape to keep the rain off, like the previous <laughs> other things. Or bat cake. Or bat cake, apparently. Is a yeah. Thing, yeah. So... Um, I think there's just so much to kind of cover from the sort of race itself and everything that, you know, um, yeah, I think quality, uh, we can just kind of like sort of do it. I thought Lando did well to get sixth. Um, So I was once again good for Dan to not get a bit higher up, 14th. Started, and I, yeah, well, I will get onto it later. But I think that is the root of his problem. I think that is where it's letting him down over a race weekend. If you can get that car in the top 10 he it's got a much better race weekend under him. Um, but yeah, I thought we we kind of qualified in the position with Lando at least to do something. I was yep. hoping that Dan was in a position to kind of move up a little bit. Um. And also with it being, uh, you know, such a fast sort of circuit, I thought it was quite good that we were sort of up there, sort of best of the rest, at least with one car.
1: I have a statistic for you that I'm going to add. Right. Talking of being best of the rest, (laughs) Lando Norris is the only driver outside the big three of Mercedes-RB and Ferrari to get a podium this season. There you go. Just adding that in there. Just the best of, best of the rest stat for you
0: there. Yeah. It, well, yeah, I mean, it is a bit kind of Team Lando at the minute, isn't it, really? Um, you know, kind of, he's the guy that's giving us, getting us all the points. Um, but, yeah, so I think we should kind of talk about the two, the sort of, the, the race itself. And we'll go on to done a little bit later and the team and everything else like that. But, uh, Right. Yeah. I don't know. Sarah, do you want to kind of kick us off with what sort of happened at the beginning of the race? And
1: Yeah. So first thing I want to say is Martin Brundle's grid walk was a, was a blazing success if you were watching Sky this time mm-hmm. around. Uh, record crowds so there was lots of activity when the drivers parade was going on and the the British drivers stopping in front of the grandstands there was lots of that very nice we love that at a British British Grand Prix Um, I think the crowds were over 400,000 which is just mega over the weekend Tom Cruise was there now I know one of our followers Scott would be very excited by the presence of Tom Cruise Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold from Liverpool was there. My husband was very happy with that one. Damien Lewis was in the McLaren garage. Gordon Ramsay was there. So, first of all, lots of people on the grid that I knew who they were because I'm not too old to know who they are, whereas at other races I actually am. Um, Yeah, so Lando started from sixth and he was alongside Lewis. Just
0: Um, just back on your point of people on the grid. Yeah, yeah. uh, Nadine Lewis from the uh, Marshals, Head of Marshals Association, or yes. whatever it is, was on there and completely flummoxed Martin Brundle. Um, but wouldn't it be great if they went back and did a feature on Marshals and talked to her, but also talked about what it takes to do, um, you know, what happens in the first lap and what happened yeah. after that. How the marshals deal with that, how it all fits together, and maybe sort of promote uh, sort of marshalling at race tracks, and that you know maybe get people interested in doing it.
1: So this guy did that
0: rather than here you go, here's yeah. Lando and Carlos spilling milk all over themselves again in the car.
1: The uh, the association is the British Motorsport Marshals Club, um, and as you as you rightly say, Nadine was on the grid, but maybe he didn't recognise her because she wasn't in her orange uniform. Yeah. which we are so used to seeing marshals in, but she had certainly got that on by the time she was on the podium at the end, giving the second place trophy. Um, and yeah, totally agree with you. I'm sure you think this, Mark. Without the marshals, we don't go racing, do we? So they really need to be recognised. No,
2: absolutely. And and, and in fairness to, um, to to the broadcasters, on on most of the, the races, they do always mention the marshals and they always say British marshals are the best in the world. They train the ones at other races and so forth. But you know you're you're absolutely right you know you it, it really needs a, uh, a a decent feature on it to get people interested in it i don't know if there's any kind of you know i, I don't think there's any kind of sort of crisis in recruitment of marshals but i think what whenever they they do have a microphone put in front of them they always say it's a great way to spend a racing weekend yes you don't get to wander around the track but you get as close to the action as you pro- probably need to and you don't have to pay for your ticket i don't know what the sort of Any, if there is any kind of compensation package available for marshals but it does look like a great way to spend a race weekend
1: certainly um there's a couple of people that we know that have got into marshalling and you have to work your way up to the bigger events you know you start small you work your way up i think uh it's a bit like getting a ticket to the cup final you know you have to do so many at this level before you get to that level and that kind of thing yeah but i don't think There'll ever be too many volunteers. So it's definitely something we should be shining a spotlight on. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it was great that she was on the podium. And uh, that's the first time I've ever seen a marshal on the podium. Someone might tell me if it's happened before, but it's the first time I remember.
2: You're absolutely right. When, when they're on the on, on the starting grid, just seeing Brundle flummox, to a bit of a, oh, who is this person? And you could see de- him desperately looking down at her accreditation, but it was turned around, so it didn't say who she was. So, no, tried- I've seen it
1: like he was looking at her boobs then, didn't it? So,
2: well, a <laughs> bit, yeah. But, but, yeah, he was desperately trying to figure out who she was. And thankfully, he didn't say, I have no idea who that was, but it was plainly obvious he didn't know. And then, thankfully, Crofty pointed it out to him uh, when the podium was happening. <laughs> and of course, he walking straight past the other Nadine there, Nadine Doris.
1: Yes, well, as you would yeah. <laughs> But back to the race, back to the race so, um, so Lando was starting from sixth He was alongside Lewis We knew that we thought Carlos might get eaten up quite quickly at the front um, We still have love for Carlos, obviously, from our Capaya family um, And as is as now well publicised There was a huge first lap incident Which led to both Joe Guan Yu being um injured his car being upturned uh, sliding across the track upside down i don't know what you guys thought when i saw that but i saw it going left to right across the screen i was like bloody hell that car's the wrong way up you know um the shock of then seeing it the other side of the tire wall between the crash barrier and the catch fencing was just unbelievable yeah we didn't
0: really see that though until after you- being extracted from the car and was okay. Um, you know, we for, for once we we actually got the race director doing what they should have done properly, which was kind of not showing the incident until we knew that the driver was safe or you know that yeah. the everyone that was involved was okay. But yeah, it, it did leave a few questions of like what the hell happened there. Um,
1: yeah, essentially, though the catch fencing did its job. That's what yes. it's there to do—to stop anything flying up. Yeah. I think people just oh. normally expect it to be a wheel or debris, not an actual car. Yeah. <laughs> the, the catch fencing
2: did its job. The halo did its job. You know, I think all conversations with regards to the halo need to finish now. You know, we, yeah. we know we know that the halo does its job. The concerning thing for me, obviously, apart from it going upside down, was the gravel trap didn't do its job and it just bounced over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think because I I've, I've watched the race with, with Andy yesterday and, and, and my wife and we said that, you know, the gravel's nowhere near as deep as perhaps it has been in years gone by because the drivers still want the opportunity to be able to carry on if they can, and, and I can understand that from a race director's point of view as well because then trying to extract a car from deep gravel is going to be very, very difficult and will always throw a safety car out. Yeah. But at the same time, I think a conversation needs to be had about the gravel traps now. And how it's they not can be
1: track if it's not deep, is it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It didn't trap anything, did
1: it? And I don't know if you saw Craig Slater's tweet earlier of the the gouge that is mm. now permanently out of the tarmac of Silverstone, where the <laughs> yeah. roll. Like a little channel out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's 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 really when you see that you just think, wow, you know. But it's a real, like we said, testament to the halo, the cars, the monocoque, the teams that extract. Because Joe Quayne Yu has no injuries. I bet he's shaken up, though, but he has no injuries. For Alex Albon, um, in in lesser impact, seems to be more injured, didn't he? And went off to hospital for some precautionary checks. Um, Yeah, I think in my head, I always knew that there was going to be a first lap incident at Silverstone. I didn't know where it was going to be, but I felt it was coming because that middle of the field is, is just pushing so hard now, you know. Um, we
0: also got the choice of tyres as well, which gives a bit of a difference.
1: So, yeah.
0: you know, you're going to get faster cars off the start and cars out of position as well. So whilst it's great racing, it does lead to almost a bit of a concertina and pinch points at sort of first, second, third corners at some racetracks, um, yeah. which is all part of the excitement and it's great to watch obviously we don't want to see anyone injured and you know luckily in this case uh no nobody really was seriously injured um but you know the, the when you see some of that footage from different angles of the car travelling towards the spectators and getting pushed up into the into the air you kind of think wow yeah i, I don't expect to see that first of all you don't expect you to see a car on its roof sliding across the track and thirdly then you don't expect to see it get flipped up and then into the catch fencing. And you know there's there's questions whether it was the service road or something like that that flipped it. You know, I mean they've got to have a service road there or something like that. Maybe they could have a service road behind. I don't know. But certainly I think it leads a question that something needs to be looked at. Whether anything changes because of it is another matter but at least it needs to be looked at as, is there something we can do better so that there's not this opportunity for the car to be flipped towards fans in the grandstand and stuff like that. We all know motorsport's dangerous. All the drivers do when they get in the car. Um, the t- it says on the back of your ticket, you know, everything else like that. But uh, ultimately, none of us want to be in that sort of situation. Well, it's, it's it's quite harrowing, Um I was at Spa in, was it 2012 when Grosjean went across the top of Alonso and took out Lewis and we were sat at La Source and literally we just saw tyres bouncing towards us. And it was, at first you're like, oh, wow. So it goes in slow motion, but then you realise where you're sat, there's a tyre bouncing towards you and you're kind of hoping that it stops. (laughs) Um, You know, but yeah. What what a great job the marshals did to get um, Joe Guanyu out of that car. And there's some pictures you can see where it's lodged down the side. You can just see his helmet sitting still <laughs> in the car. It's amazing. Amazing that, you know, 10 years ago, that for me, that would have been a fatality. Five years ago, that would have been a fatality. Yeah. So, a bit of happier news around
1: this then. Hats off to George Russell. Driver of the day for me is the guy who pulled up his car and ran over to see if he could help. Jumped up on the tyre wall and did what he could to get the marshals over there quickly. Um, And subsequently ended his race because after the marshals had touched his car, um, he wasn't allowed to restart. And uh, I've read a tweet today from Callum Eilert who said that when he was in karting he had an accident in his first race, and George Russell rushed over to help him there as well. So the guy's a blooming hero, isn't he? Yeah. Kind of for George. Yes.
0: Exactly. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid
2: yeah. to say I do have to say the last time I remember George Russell getting out of his car and walking towards another driver it was slightly different. You know, yeah. Similar and Bottas. <laughs> so right. It, it was. You absolutely. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. You know, hats off to him on this occasion. That was, you know, just top notch stuff from
1: him. And so, then we had a restart, and I'm going to gloss over everything that happens in the middle of that. Because I'm not. I'm not. Oh, you asked me to talk through the race, and you keep interrupting. That will me the host. <laughs>
0: um, pit stops
1: I have, well, We haven't got to that yet
0: You said you were going to gloss over everything Alright, I'll, I'll wait until you mention them The them.
1: point where Ocon breaks down There is a full safety car Brought out Yeah, And now pit stops Go Andy, go, go I forgot him <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, yeah. It was the first round of pit stops that I was more concerned with. Why? Um yes, the second lot were was kind of with the safety car, but the first lot I just thought they just seemed to be getting slow again. 4.1 seconds,
1: was it, for Danny Rick? We were fifth fastest, though, weren't we?
0: Yeah, but we were first fastest a few weeks ago.
1: Yes, but slow is like the difference between a snail and the gazelle, isn't it? Yeah. If we're fifth, we're in the middle, that doesn't make us slow, that makes us average.
0: Yeah,
2: but or, I want to be it the is best. Relative. With and
1: you starting with pits. Yeah. Andy Andy's going to join the pit team soon and uh, and find out how hard it is because I don't know about no, you. I, don't,
0: I don't think it's an easy job at all but
1: I couldn't um, even lift the wheel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. someone listening must have a video footage of Andy trying the pit stop thing at a Grand Prix where he's struggling lifting on the wheel, struggling to put it on. And... You
1: know what? When we went to Hungary, what year was that? I've got I've got pictures of him doing pit stops.
2: I'll, I'll
1: find uh, it. Yeah. I will find it and I will share it because I think the world needs to see that the the largest critic of pit stops and by largest I don't mean his size I mean his his criticisms <laughs> Probably I just think could. we can do better. Do you think you could do better?
0: No, I think it's we can do better as a team.
1: Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs>
0: I know, we I definitely could, can't
1: do that. Yeah, me, you and Mark, we could do a really fast pit stop, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm going to show you. So, 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 the pack bunch is up. We've got this full safety car. Daniel Ricciardo comes in and pits first. He goes out. And then I see my phone light up with a tweet from Andy Donnelly, and it goes, where have we not pitted Lando, it says. Um, so, I guess that's that's the thing you should... Jump
0: in and talk about. Yeah, I. Th- I think we lost him a place on that. Uh, but we're in that situation, aren't we? Where track position. But yeah. pretty much everybody's going to be pitting under that safety car. Yep. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. Why we didn't just bring him in? Because it wasn't as if he was on the sort of cusp of being, you know, just going past the pit entry or anything like that because plenty of the cars in front of him came in. So it surprised me when the McLaren coming down the pit lane was Dan and not Lando. I was, well, hang on.
1: Um, I just wonder, with the decision-making time, which could have maybe been, I don't know, six seconds, eight seconds, whatever it was, Lando had gone past pit entry. And then they say, yep, let's do it. And then Dan's in the right place to come in. And because it's then a slower lap, it takes all that extra time for Lando to come back round again. And that's just where we were, you know. But do you know what, Andy? I was really happy with six because it um, felt solid, you know. It felt yeah. solid.
0: I'm not disappointed um, with six, but I I, I'm, I thought we, we could have had that five. We could have had could
1: it. Have had is it because Alonso's ahead of us that bothers you more? Is yes. it because it's Alpine who who we are in that direct competition for yeah. the fourth place at the moment? Isn't that who
0: we are racing against every weekend a bit basically? Yes. yes. Yeah, I don't care whether Lewis finishes in front of us or Ferraris or Red Bull. We're not in the fight with them. We're we're re- literally going for that best of the rest with Alpine for the minute.
1: Um, and on that note, I will point out to you that Alpine and Alonso did have the fastest pit stop at the race yesterday. Just Oh, don't trigger him. Don't trigger him. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. But here we are still sitting in fourth place in the championships on 78 points. Oh no, it's 73 points. My eyes are appalling. I apologise. I do have an eye problem. And Alpine are on 67. So we are still ahead of them. We are still in a good place. Only just. Only just is good though. Given our result in the previous race, only just might have been that we were behind them. So I'm still, I'm looking for some positives here. Okay. All right. Okay. Unpopular opinion, perhaps. Really happy that Carlos won his first race. What do you two think?
0: Me too. Uh I think he did everything right. Um, Even ignoring the... Ferrari team orders. Um, Good. I thought he was going to get a bit of a wrist slap for. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was a, the most ridiculous team order I've heard from Ferrari since the last team order from Ferrari. So. Um,
1: <laughs> there was certainly no logic to it, Andy. Doesn't there you? wasn't
0: any at all, was there? You know. No. Especially with if, um, I, I could have understood it if Leclerc hadn't got a damaged car. Yeah. But he had a damaged car and he was on all the tyres.
2: Our tyres as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just going to get swallowed up. So, what do you want to do? Try and keep the for track position. There's no way that Carlos was going to keep all of those other cars behind him for more than a lap, if that. So, it
1: seems, it seems obvious to us. And yet, obviously, we did hear what they were telling him. Um, and I'm glad. Carlos got his big kahunas out and uh, and said, "Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense." Um, Stop
0: inventing. Stop inventing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm surprised Fern hasn't done a T-shirt with that on now.
1: I'm more worried about the uh, champagne celebrations that I saw and the uh, the look on Carlos's face because if I'll that be makes it into a T-shirt, it's going to look like a very bad porn film again. <laughs>
2: yeah thank you
1: for that he's no longer sponsored by splunk that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) you know i I was really happy that carlos won and um there was a picture going around earlier on, on on twitter which a lot of us thought might have been will joseph but upon reflection and from seeing other people commenting um it doesn't look like will joseph left the pit wall and ran all uh, left the pit and and ran all the way over to hang out of the fence it looks like it was probably sarah who does the pit boards with the the blonde hair whose head was sticking out and people may have assumed that was will joseph um yes so uh but either way the point made here is mclaren family mclaren team happy for their their previous driver, that he got
0: his win. Not just that. Zach tweeted earlier and congratulated him as well, which is good. Yep. You know. Um, he said,
2: he got a, And it's good that we got another race winner. Yeah. Yes. You know, in, yeah. in his first Grand Prix, we, we can't have it sort of just, you know, Max, Charles, Lewis, yeah. Chaco, who, whoever. You know, that, that it's, an, it's another winner. It's nice to see a different winner as well.
0: Yep. Um yep. and like we
2: said I know this stuff from McLaren podcast but you know Ferrari did kind of do a bit of a number on Charles with a strategy and leave him out on hard tyres and you could tell that they want him to be the challenger to Max this year but absolutely right Carlos said no this isn't going to work you know we'll, we'll end up getting stuck in a car train behind Charles and he'll be moving around all over the place and then Ferrari will lose everything
0: yeah yep. and if which totally way? different picture if it's three races to go in the season, and of course, got absolutely to winning the championship. But at this point, ten ten races in, no.
2: So,
1: let's talk about Dan. eh?
2: Let's talk about Dan. We need, we need to talk about Dan.
1: Let's now,
0: about Dan, I know he had. Yeah. I, I do feel that it's a little bit unfair sometimes to criticise him. Because I think he's had some problems.
1: Genuine. Every time we talk about this, something genuinely can be explained, like a floor issue or this or that, you know. Yeah,
0: like DRS this weekend. So, but until the, I mean, the DRS thing was after his second stop, was it, or his first stop that they said about it. So, but until then, he'd not really made much progress then either. No. And for me, let's say, yeah, he's been on lucky race days and stuff like that and everything else. But I feel where he's letting himself down and I would say also letting the team down now is on a Saturday. If Lando can qualify on sixth, why isn't he seventh or eighth or ninth in that top 10? You know, uh, it's, it's happening more and more like that, and it's becoming an issue because it's almost the same scenario, but maybe with not much as at stake as what Red Bull had with Gasly and Albon, yeah. where whilst Gasly and Albon, both great drivers, you know, a good are good enough for that Red Bull seat, the consistency in that car for them wasn't there. And my question is, is that what we're looking at with Dan? The, you know, He's won a race for us. Uh, you know, Fantastic. And you know, what I want to start to see from him is some consistency. Now, last year, we had the same thing at the, you know, the beginning of the season. And then after the, the break, he came back and he, he looked solid. And I was expecting him to kick on from there a little bit or at least continue with that. And fair enough, a few te- teething problems with a new car and everything early sort of the season, early part of the season. But like I've said, we're 10 races in now. I want to see some results. I want to see us getting team results, two cars in the points consistently, and that's what's going to pull us away from Alpine.
1: Or Alpine, of course, them as well. So you've got mail. Yeah. Here's what I think Yes you're right I know where you're coming from Don't forget though that Dan won in Monza Did I mention that we run a race last year? Just want to get that, that in again Yeah Not now, well. Yeah We always said that 2022 was going to be a transitional year And we didn't know what it was going to throw up So maybe that's still the case I refer you to the comments of one Jensen Button, he of the tight trousers at the weekend. And he said that Daniel and his recent form was quite interesting to him. He said you could put any F2 driver in an F1 car at a test and they would quite quickly be one second off the pace. And at the time he said that, Dan was one second off Lando. And he said, so therefore for Dan to be a second off Lando with the amount of skill he has, the calibre of driver he is, he thinks that proves there's something fundamentally wrong with the way they're setting the car up for Daniel. Why does it work for Lando, not for Daniel? So so yeah, what, what do you think about those comments from Jensen?
2: I agree, I agree with both of you. I, I think that the time now has to be for Dan to show what he's made of and he's it feels like he isn't at the moment for whatever that reason is. You know, the three of us certainly don't know, and you know, only only the team really know. But you I think
1: he's gonna... lost his mojo, Mark.
2: You're you are sorry. I think he's lost his mojo. He's just Possibly. lost... Well, he's lost his confidence, hasn't he? You know, he's he's been in the points only twice this year, whereas Lando's been in I don't know the exact number, a lot more than that. Um. Yeah, he's, he's he's lost his mojo. It, it's kind of and and maybe so a lot of the the rumors might might be getting to people. Who think well, maybe he is looking over his shoulder a little bit, which yeah. means that he's not he's not performing as as perhaps he would like to, and perhaps the team would like to. Um, you know, those those comments, whatever Zach said a, a few weeks ago, might have hit him. But at the same time, they put on a nice united front over the last few few weeks. So,
1: yeah,
2: yeah so, something. Just, just doesn't feel right at the moment and we all want him to succeed we all want him to get back up there like like we know he can do but something isn't right
0: is, is it is it a case that we need to give him a new chassis could there be something wrong with a car get him a new chassis see if that works don't know you know we don't know what the team have tried do we
1: we have to assume that they're the best in the world at what they do and that they've tried lots of things. I mean, who are we yeah. to, to critique that level of, of detail? But I don't know. I mean, I, I take heart from the fact that after Zach's direct comments that Mark's just mentioned, he then did kind of retract that. Daniel was interviewed and said he's definitely staying with McLaren for 2023. All I would say is, is there's a lot of McLaren driving now. That doesn't necessarily guarantee you'll be in the F1 team. Yeah. I'm playing devil's advocate there. I don't know. I'm just throwing that one out there. Could he Probably do a switch
2: to me? I, I forgot he was in the race, to be perfectly honest with you. We you know normally we get at least two or three, you know, re, Daniel Danny radios of him just saying understood or whatever. And I don't recall any yeah. of those. And you know, let's not where did he finish with it? 14th?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know, in, in a race where there's like four or five retirements, you would hope that he would at least make up a few places. Yeah, I'd expect... That's, that's, you, that's how you get that he had some bad luck with his DRS and so forth, but sometimes you make your own, don't you?
0: You know, you, how many times have you uh, sort of watched a race and you find that a driver's been nursing an issue or something like that, but still managed to score some decent points or do slightly well and stuff like that? It happens quite <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, Max that's was driving
2: enough. a try yesterday, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. yeah, but you know, kind of. I, I I think it's kind of yeah. There's there's issues, but I think there are always issues with the cars, and you know, there's a few times this season that Lando's done quite well for us, but also had an issue. Yeah. So, I, I, for me, it's that. He needs to pick up his quality. So he needs to get into be close to Lando to start. Because um, then at least we can say that the, you know, even if both of them are finishing 13th and 14th, you can't then say he's not doing well because, or he's not doing the job because they're both in the same position. That's what the car can do. But when one's 14th and one's sixth, there's a massive, massive gap. I'd say places. And You know, it should be a lot closer, two or three places maybe, something like that. Um, Ideally, you'd want them together. Then you can actually have a really good race strategy as well and cover things off much better. But, yeah, you know, there's going to be times where you get tapped in the first corner and it knocks a bit of arrow off and stuff like that. But to not be – when you're back in 14th, you're immediately in the DRS trains, and you're just not getting past anybody. So,
1: I just uh, I just really want it to work out with him. He's a driver I've always liked. I like his personality. I like the way he's been at previous teams. And when he came to our team, I thought it was the perfect fit. Um, and I just don't know where it's gone wrong. And we see a lot of Daniel Ricciardo fans saying, oh, McLaren I haven't given him the car. I can't say for sure if that's the truth it's probably 50 50 isn't it the car's not right and he's he's lost a bit of mojo because he's not feeling comfortable and he's not getting points which fuels you to to go on and do well at the next one and so and so but I think uh, at the end of the day one thing's for certain it won't be us that making the decision it'll be the team so um, yeah.
0: yeah
1: let's hope they can turn things around together
2: And I think all of us agreed we want him to do well. I mean, yeah, we we might sort of start to think about, you know, the future, who might possibly replace him, which are conversations that we've had before and will no doubt have later in the season. But that doesn't mean that we don't want him to do well. And we want him to succeed and get to the top step with us again.
1: We do. We do indeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that, I think we're all on the same page there. And
1: then, I feel a bit depressed though. Can we talk about something happy for a little while?
0: Um let's talk about let's talk about the oh well, everything else you've got in is quite controversial. So let's talk about something happy, Goodwood. Do you went to Goodwood?
1: Yes, I did. I went to Goodwood Festival speed. Ah. Oh, yes. Yeah. As did as did quite a few of our uh, our friends and uh, papaya fans. And yeah, and it's always a really good day out. In fact, it could be a really good weekend out if one, you were rich, and two, you had the inclination to be there every day because there's so much to see at Goodwood. You know, you've got track action with the hill climb that's going on, you've got motorbikes, F1 cars, um, be they with teams who are bringing retro things along or with individual personal owners who are bringing cars as well. And in between, there runs up the hill. All of these cars are on display, and you can get really close to them, um, which is brilliant. You know, McLaren were there, Mercedes were there, um, Hinge with the Formula E team were there, Williams were there, and Nigel Mansell had his FW14B there. Um, yeah, it's it's an amazing day out. There's you know, if you want to go posh, there's the pims and the and the sparkling things you can drink. Um, if you if you want to stand and watch the track action. By the bales of hay because that's what they use as a wall. Don't don't talk about flipping cars. They've got bales of hay there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Max Hilton uh, beat the hill climb record that was previously held by Nick Heidfeld in the McLaren, uh, which was amazing. And that was on the uh, on the television program that was put out on Sunday. But then over the other side of the track, you've got trade stands, you've got uh, shops, essentially. You know, some of the favourites we love, like DRM, the helmet stand are there. You know, the car part stands. Anything you want to buy to do in motorsport. I bought some very nice things to go around my alloy wheels to stop them chipping. Papaya, of course, because I did pick the right colour. Um, they're, the, they're in the box still. I haven't fitted them yet, if anyone wants to help me with that. Um, but but Goodwood is, is everything to everyone. And, uh, you know, they launch new cars there as well. I lurked on the Lotus stand for quite some time and caught up with a certain Mr. Button, who is always the object of my affections, as you may be aware. So, you yeah, know, it's a really good day out. I tweeted lots of pictures if anyone wants to look at them. Um, but yeah, Goodwood's a great one and you both need to do it in the future.
0: Yep, yeah, it's definitely on my list. Right. Um, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, that's another one done and dusted. We'll be back for Austria. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mark.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. And thanks, Sarah, as always. Thank you. And thanks to everybody out there who's listening. If you could uh, share, share it and like it and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from, that'd be great. Thank you.